Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. Wait, I'm. I thought I was Paul. Oh, no, no, wait. I'm John. Okay, yeah, you're Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 44 of Transformers Armada. It is Uprising. This episode was written by Akira Okay, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Red Alert and Hotshot were cast away to a planet on the other side of the universe so that Decepticons flew there in 0.7 seconds. And yep. in this episode, <laughs> I don't know, did we miss five episodes, Paul? We, we missed something because the Decepticons are at Cybertron, and I guess they rule the place now, and there's other Decepticon ships with them. And oh, yeah, yeah, fleets. Yeah, and, and I guess Megatron is Galvatron from now on because that's what the voiceover guy calls him. Yeah, uh, so he did auto, the Decepticons have this fleet of ships and then the Autobots have a fleet of ships and it's a, like, yeah, when did... It really does feel like we missed an episode. Um, and then, yeah, they get into a battle, and Galvatron runs out with the saber and the shield at first and gets thrown the blaster. And credit where credit's due, this is some pretty good action. Oh, yeah, because whether they just the scale is completely off or these ships are much smaller or they are Autobots, he just cuts, like, three of these ships in half with the Star Saber. Now, to be fair, we, we were told the Star Saber's a powerful weapon, so, yeah, I buy this. Plus, it's Galvatron. Yeah. And uh, watching this, our thrust and Starscream, and Starscream's kind of being moody, and uh, Thrust assures him that if he just follows orders like a good soldier, this will all be over that much faster, and we'll rule the universe and opening bumper. And when we come back, continuing in this vein of feeling like we missed at least one episode, the Autobot ship is... It's not fine, it's not working, but it's not careening into a planet and smoking like it was the when we last left them. It's actually, <laughs> yeah, they're fixing the ship, and I think Hoist is like, oh, it's fucked, it's not going to fly anytime soon. Well, Fred hopes to get and, the kitchen uh, fixed anyway. soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kids are getting impatient, and uh, Blur, uh, now with them, he tells Optimus that it seems the fighting on Cybertron is heaviest at the North Pole region, so as soon as they get there, they better get the guns out. Oh, one thing with Rad is that he, in his voiceover, he states that their goal is to go save the Minicons from the Decepticons. No, it's to save Cybertron, isn't it? It was Minicons, and then you fucked that, and now it's <laughs> Cybertron, so are you, Brad, you know what? Why am I believing anything, Rad? They're gonna change it again anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, in the next episode, I bet. Um, but this was another thing is even though Hoist just said the engines aren't working, Optimus says they blur warp away and they warp away. Just fine. Yeah, I guess Red Alert got the engines working, even though he doesn't say anything, goes, Yeah, off we go. And In a second and a half. Off we go, and now we're there. Like it's that quick. Yeah. And Highwire immediately starts freaking out because enemy of the Minicons is here. Yeah. It is okay. I know I've complained about the fact that the Minicons speak when it's inconvenient, but the fact that no like every time they talk everybody, the kids in the Autobots, have to go through this process of, like, what are they talking about? Is it Unicron? Could Unicron be an enemy? What if Unicron is the real <laughs> enemy and not, like... You've, you've figured this out four or five times now, kids, but... <laughs> They figure it out again. Yep, and Grindor and Shershock start freaking out too, and they transform with Highwire, and they all head off to the Jettison Chamber, they call it. This episode really suffers from a problem Armada has of a good script says A happens, which causes B to happen, which leads to C, like D-da-da-da-da. This is just A happens, then B happens, then C happens, because yes. the kids try to stop them, and Carlos says no, and then they go anyway, and then they're outside, and then Carlos is outside, and then the Minicons glow, and then, and then Unicron. 
Omicron is there. And it's just like things happen and there is no setup because then Red Alert is there. And I caught, like, I really lost interest in this entire scene because none of it made any sense to me. But yeah, in, in this gnarled mess, the kids' minicons fly off to join the other minicons out in space, one of which is exactly G1 Wheelie. Did you see him? Yes, and then they I did. All, I did. They all start glowing. And uh, Carlos, who decided he's going to take a spacewalk, I guess, because he came out to yell at them to like, get back in the ship, this sends him flying, but then Blur reaches out and pulls him back. This is this kind of becomes Carlos's character for the next little while of just yelled at, at the minicons, no, how could you? <laughs> yes, pretty much. And like, that's all he does. And then all the other kids are always like, Carlos, lighten up. But yeah, he he almost gets sucked into the, I know we keep calling it a black hole, but it's it's Unicron, isn't it? It's what Unicron's going to come out of. I think so, yeah. I, I want to make so many jokes about Unicron's black hole, but I'm really <laughs> not going to because I know how, I effectively just did. So, dear listener, make up your own jokes on that dirty topic. Topic. But um, yeah, Carlos almost gets sucked in. Red Alert saves him. And then Alexis on the ship figures out, or guesses, that the Minicons are making a shield to protect from Unicron. And like none of the Autobots could figure that out. I guess not. And then Highwire says that Unicron is either fighting or frightening. I couldn't tell which. I went yeah, back different times. And neither can Optimus. And he has questions. But then a huge vision of Sideways appears beside them out in space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Optimus flew out. Optimus flies out and tells, I think, all of them to go back. As you would say, Paul, go to bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, side giant sideways is there, and he's like, "Hey, go away, or boogity boo, I'll get you." Okay. <laughs> um, and then we go to Galvatron, and he's on a throne in Cybertron, 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 and arrogantly awaits Optimus's arrival. Yeah, and Thrust says, "Oh, look, the Autobots are here, just as you predicted, Galvatron, sir." And Galvatron's like, "You know what? This is too easy." Yeah. And then to himself, Starscream swears he won't let Galvatron have all the glory. Do I hate you, Galvatron? <laughs> so back to the Autobots. Uh, Optimus tells the Autobots that Unicron is the real threat and he's on his way, which we know. <laughs> and then Sideswipe says they've lost contact with Cybertron. So Optimus says, let's split up and attack in pods. Yes, <laughs> which is makes no sense at all. But yeah, they None. launch these little pod things. They, they kind of look like, um, remember the G.I. Joe uh, Cobra, I think it was just called the flight pod. Just that little white ball kind of a thing. Yeah, they they reminded me of that. They reminded me of the little uh, ships that um, Star-Lord and them flew around in the first Guardian of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and they went out into space. Um, but yeah, they're, they're dinky-do-looking pods, <laughs> which I love that Optimus says we should come up with a plan, and then they all right away fly out in the pods. And this is another case of, well, you guys obviously built those things. You didn't need to plan much. <laughs> anyway, here's something that kind of surprised me, Paul, is that the planet is a literal pile of scrap. There's nothing oh, it, here. It is wrecked. Well, just from millions of years of war, right? And they can't find anybody, and Optimus and Jetfire are about to split up to cover more ground, but now all of a sudden the Decepticons are here, and it's like that line at the first of Skyrim, if you play a Nord, at least you'll die in your homeland. <laughs> yeah, okay, I gotta go back to the surface, though, but, like, wasn't it kind of in okay shape when Megatron showed up? Uh, I'm wondering how much... I can't remember, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It actually changes, because then views from space, it looks very nice and neat, and yeah, whatever. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, the Autobots go down, and then Optimus and Jetfire are there, and the Decepticons show up. 
with all their spaceships, commercial break. And when we come back, the Decepticons launch their attack, and Optimus radios back to the ship for Sideswipe to launch Overload, and it's up to Sideswipe to protect the humans they brought along for no good reason. Not just that, but I think the Minicons too, and Sideswipe points out, Optimus, Overload is the only defense we have on this ship. If I send him to you, I can't do that. I can't actively yeah, protect, like, protect everybody. And Red Alert says, just follow <laughs> orders. Like, what kind of hack shit? Oh, man. By the way, uh, Overload launches, and Optimus links up with him, and he's got, like, the SDF-1 main guns on his shoulders again. He just starts blasting at the Decepticon ships, and tells Jetfire to head off and look for survivors. And now we're, like, we're just killing Decepticons. Like, th- this entire series, the all the times that a Decepticon or an Autobot could have been killed, and was like, oh, I'll get you next time, and then they walk away, we're flat out killing some Decepticons, and some of them look small enough to be Minicons. Like, there's some tanks that Scavenger picks up and tosses <laughs> to blow up. Scavenger just slaps them around like he slapped at that shit. And they call out for any survivors to come help them fight the Decepticons. And then the ground just starts shaking and all kinds of Autobot ships left off and start just destroying the Decepticon fleet. But Scavenger just said, hey, everybody, come fight with us. And other Autobots, like Optimus has done that. I think yeah. Hotshot and Blur were shouting, hey, come help us. Why? And and there's, in, in one shot, I counted nine of these ships on yeah, screen. Yeah, it's a fleet. What the hell were they doing? <laughs> like, hiding? What the <laughs> actual fuck? But back on the Autobot ship, the kids are all happy now, but then Carlos notices that their minicons are gone again, and... They catch up to them. Oh, but the they're air- my best friends! <laughs> yeah. They catch up to them at the airlock again, and Highwire R2D2s that they want to help the Autobots, and Carlos thinks it's too dangerous, but Red and Alexis agree with them, and the Minicons head out. And then on the surface, Optimus and Galvatron, they're squaring off, and this is like Galvatron gets ignorantly stupid here. Because um, he's like, hey, look, we, Optimus says, hey, we shouldn't be fighting. Unicron is coming, he explains the whole thing, and Galvatron doesn't believe him. And then Unicron arrives, and Galvatron still doesn't believe him. And then we'll eventually have a big scene of all the Minicons saving them in some giant sheet of rainbow rain. And <laughs> Galvatron still doesn't believe, thinks this is all a trick. Yes, he's trying to buy time to keep him from splitting him in half with the Star Saber, basically. And so then uh, Galvatron, why not just cut him in half with the fucking Star Saber while he's talking? Yeah, like, exactly. If, that, if, that, if that's what you think while Optimus is talking, kill him, bum, done, you you win. Yep, and then Demolisher gets on the radio and pretty much tells Galvatron that the, I called it the Black Vortex thing, it's uh, retreating and it's all because keep, of the... I keep writing Unicron's black hole. <laughs> It's, it's retreating, and it's all because of the Minicons, which is exactly what Optimus just said. Galvatron still thinks it's a trick, and he orders a retreat. But, okay, so I, I know I, I kind of brushed over it earlier, Rainbow Rain, but, like, like that's... Uh, what? Okay, here's my question to you, Paul. What did the Minicons do? D- no idea. <laughs> yeah, like like they didn't they they dissolved a couple pieces of rubble that were holding down different Decepticons. It looked like they were making things blow up on the surface at one point of the planet. And then there's this like rainbow rain that comes down. Yeah, and there's this voice like, Oh, the fighting must stop. We bring you love. <laughs> and like but they didn't do anything. And on what I guess is a moon of Cybertron, Sideways vows revenge on the Minicons and back on their ship, which looks like a kitchen faucet, I think. The uh, <laughs> Minicons tell the Autobots that Unicron is frightening and that Unicron will destroy space. Like, yeah. He will destroy space. <laughs> you know what? That, that okay. makes about as much sense as anything they've said thus far. Uh, but we go back to uh, old Galvatron sitting on his throne and he still believes that Unicron is a trick. Duh. 
We're going for a spacewalk, are we? You got any idea what kind of specialized equipment and how much training and practice working underwater in vomit comets you need before they let you give that a try? Alexei Leonov, the first guy to ever do it, nearly died when he got stuck trying to get back in his spacecraft because his pressurized suit expanded so much. Gene Cernan, last guy to walk on the moon, and the textbook definition of macho Navy test pilot hardass nearly passed out from exhaustion the first time he gave it a try because they were still trying to figure it out, right? Which Buzz Aldrin eventually did, and the other astronauts learned to do it right, but you know who didn't learn to do it right? Carlos! Extravehicular activity isn't an extracurricular activity in grade 7. They don't teach 12-year-old kids how to spacewalk. Of course, it doesn't go well for him. Blur has to save him. But why would Carlos go outside the ship anyway? What's he going to do? Shake his fist? Is that going to change their minds? And who made the spacesuits for these kids in the first place? And obviously the Autobots, but what do they know about keeping a human alive in a vacuum? Where are they getting oxygen for them? How much water do they got on board this ship? Is there milk in the fridge, or is it still full of... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers Podcast Show. The episode was Uprising. Paul, what would you like to push back down? Oh, Carlos really annoyed me in this episode. Well, it seems like all the kids, their only purpose on this show now is to argue with one another and provide commentary. That, that's all they're really doing. And it's, it's just Carlos is always on one side and then Rad and Alexis are on the other side arguing with him. And, and, and also I just to generally stand in the way of things. When the minicons try to go do something, the kids go, no, you'll get hurt. Like, fuck off. It's a war, you dumbasses. <laughs> did, did not care for it. No, it, like it, in ignoring the fact that it ignores everything established at the end of Puppet, this episode didn't even take the time to show us the war on Cybertron that was apparently yeah. important enough important enough to derail this series three quarters of the way through. So, like, it, you didn't show us any of the really good stuff. Yeah, like, where did these fleets of other Autobot and Decepticon ships come from? How come we're not seeing the commanders of those? Like, where, where's Ultra Magnus? Where's RC? Where's, yeah. you know, characters? Not exactly them, but, you know, characters... Playing that role, kind of a thing. Are, are characters worthy of a name? We just got a bunch of Decepticons and Autobots who were literally no names. And yeah, I was really in, excited to see how they were going to resolve crashing the ship crashing into Earth. They, they, they left on such a, an intense cliffhanger. I was really excited for this episode. Yeah. And then it just classic Armada boobery. <laughs> uh, the next. Boobery. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Dash. If you want to see something, you can just zip right past. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. And you can contact the show via email, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. This is too easy.